T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show you can listen to this on the podcast feed of the da show where you get the normal shows feed you can also listen to this on its own podcast feed permission granted podcast search there and subscribe or inside the odyssey app as you listen to our show live it also houses our odyssey podcasts as well now today was an interesting show tuesday 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 which Ended with a conversation about if we won Mega Millions, who would still work on the show? And immediately we all said Pete would be the first one out the door not working. And I want to delve more into this on the show on the air this week. But Pete was telling us that, you know what? If he had a management position, he'd still come to work every single day. He'd still want a management office and do that whole thing, even if he won Mega Millions. If we win Mega Millions, who is most likely to say, I'm done tomorrow, today is my last day, and I'll Pete. never see you again? Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete, no. See I ya. mean, that's not even a question. Would we? And Pete's the least likely to give any of us a taste. <laughs> now, see, I disagree. He wouldn't give us actual dollars, but he would invite us to his mansion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, For a little then we barbecue. Gotta, like, I give you a taste. <laughs> I, I, give you taste. I give you a taste. I give you a big taste. I'll tell you right now, you, all your guys' houses are paid off for if I hit Mega Millions. Really? I would wow. pay off all of your mortgages. You guys can live mortgage-free the rest of your life. Wow, that's very kind. Even your mansion by the mountains. I would take care that's of it all. That's very generous. I would. I would see that's the kind of man I am. That's a taste. That's a taste. And, and, that, when, and that would be also a, hey, when I went back in those two days a week, remember your mortgage We pushed Connor Green right <laughs> yes. out the door. Hey, Connor. <laughs> take a walk, as see, Cap would say. I'd have, I'd have to decline. I wouldn't want that being held over my head all the time. Yeah, I'd uh, say no thanks. If he did that for me, I'd give my notice right away. <laughs> So I go work somewhere else, so I don't even have to do it. If Pete won Mega Millions, we'd have to read about it in the newspaper because he would never show up the next day to even tell us. Like, I'm done with this place. I'm looking at Jack Stern. He's hitting the cold open. Well, you know, when did Jack become our full-time board op? <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw that Pete won Mega Millions on CBS 2 last night. I would have an agent come in and tell him. <laughs> yeah. Clear out your locker. <laughs> 
I think Pete is saying the right thing there. I think that's probably Pete's life goal. So my guess would be there's some fulfillment. But my guess is a month or two when the luster of being named an actual boss and achieving your goal rolls off and you're looking outside at the window and the weather's nice, or even when the weather's cold and brutal and you know that you can get on an airplane and go anywhere you want at any time, my guess would be very quickly that becomes who's the next person that wants this job. So you think that it sounds good on paper, but that there's no way Pete is going to want to stay employed five days a week running a department if he's won Mega Millions. Yeah, I I think that's the truth. And I think there's two aspects to this. I think, number one, if you just leave a job high and dry because you became a multimillionaire and you hit Mega Millions, I do believe there becomes an element of, okay, I did a lot of traveling, I had fun, but I'm kind of bored But then I also think if you don't do that right away, there's an element of what am I doing with all this money being stressed out coming to the city every day, Manhattan every day? Why Mm -hmm. would I do that? Mm -hmm. So I think you need to find a little middle ground on both. And I think Pete's Pete's probably kidding himself, saying he'd step right in, make me management, let's go. He did also drop this bomb, that if he won Mega Millions, he would have a staff of people that would do things for him, take care of the house, a driver to get into work, he told me he would not get a personal chef. That'd be something that I would love having. Definitely. But probably keep control of being healthy that way too. I think it's much easier if you have somebody who's on the clock to go shopping and to cook at your whim to stay much healthier. Definitely. Because you're still a chef. If there's really something you're craving that's unhealthy, they're not unable to whoop that up as well. Yeah, and it's like, do I want to eat a salad every night? No. Do I know there are salads that I like? Yeah. But the salads that I like, there's a lot that goes into them. I'd la- I want the chicken this way. I want to make sure the, the vinaigrette is this vinaigrette. Right. I want to make sure that we've got this tomato or this salsa or this corn that goes in it. Or the, You're right. You know, and so if you don't have one or two of those options, it's like, well, why do I bother eating a salad that I don't want to eat? If you know and putting in the work for it ultimately. Right. If you know you've got the salad you want to eat and somebody else is making it every single day, way easier to opt for that. And in many ways, you'd have to remind yourself, if you have a little less responsibility, you're probably, let's be honest, drinking a little more than you probably should. So you're naturally a little more unhealthy. You want to live longer to enjoy the money. Maybe. I don't know if you have that foresight, though. Do you feel like I should stay healthier because I want to... Well, I think when you're a man of my stature and size, <laughs> I think it's a big alarm bell. I was going to say, if, you, if you're if you that rich, you have less responsibility, so there's more time to work out. Yes, but then that involves disciplines, DA, <laughs> and you need to make sure that you are spending that time working out and not getting there and going, eh, I'm still tired. Let me go get a bagel. We got on this because done to a news today was a guy spent $2.4 million on one of the earliest comic books, I think. It's a Marvel comic book that set in motion all the Avengers after that. So we were kind of loving the idea of even having $2.4 million to waste on a baseball card and a comic book on some collectible. And I certainly, even if I had $2.4 million to throw around, I certainly would not be spending it on a comic book. I do something that I've always wanted to do and that I love very much, but I have to be honest, I don't know if I would work five days a week. I think I mean, seeing how I use summer Fridays as it is, four days is a much more palatable experience for me. And, you know, I can get by with three. Like, let's just say CBS Sports Radio goes, DA, we love the show, but you know what? Listening habits have changed. People don't go to the radio every single day anymore. They're listening to podcasts. They want your vibes on breaking news. 
They want to know how you feel the morning after Deshaun Watson trade, but they don't need you five days a week in July. So you know what? You do the show three days a week. We feel like that's good. Three days a week. Or a web-exclusive pod, DA show podcast? I don't know, but I'm just saying the, frequ- gotcha. the frequency. Do I think So that- ironically, you'd be around to breaking news more now <laughs> with the money than you actually are with the five-day-a-week job. <laughs> Well, that's because I'm doing a lot of mayo, and that means I'm the filler of a sandwich, okay? Okay. You know, I'm I'm giving you four good days in I, August. I'd argue that that's probably more beneficial to the company now. <laughs> so if they told me, you know what, we only need three days of a DA show, are you cool with that? I'd be like, you know, I could probably get by. I, I don't think I'd feel like I'm missing so much if I was doing three, although... If you went less than three, I think it'd be hard because then it'd be like, am I even on regularly enough to matter? I think it's when I see some of these podcast schedules and people do two a week or three a week and you don't know when they're going to come out. Right. Once every three weeks if it's a gee whiz. (laughs) Bill Simmons is one of the most listened to podcasts in America. I don't know when his podcasts come out. It could be a Tuesday. It could be a Friday. It could be a Wednesday. I don't know. I just know they're there. I, I think I would need more of a schedule than that. And I think the hours matter, too, because I think where we fall into a little bit of the trap in the mornings is a lot of the reason we'd want off is because we're staying. You know, you don't want to fall asleep on a huge game on a Sunday night, a Monday night, you know, football season, the national championship game in college. Now, if you could kind of make your own schedule, you know what? I'll do, you know, like Jim Rome shift noon to three if, you know, a couple days a week. Then I think that really fulfills everything because then you're not even worried about, you know, the couple days that it matters waking up. Now, that's a good point. If the boss has said, you can do it from home and you can choose what hours of the day you do it, we just need the content. Right. Then, I mean, that's... Then then you do the five days a week. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. Then no problem. Absolutely. Because, again, what you're talking about in our job, reacting to big news and big games... Well, then that takes away part of the allure of winning all that money with your big entertainment system, staying up and watching games, because the whole time you're sitting there going, man, i got to wake up tomorrow morning. Got to go to bed. Yeah. Got to go to bed. Can't enjoy this. Got to go to bed. Right. How many fourth quarters have we sat through where you're basically under the blanket, you're making sure you're up watching it, but you're tired? Yeah. And you can't really enjoy it because you're always looking at the clock going, hey, this has got to wrap up. Right. Go Coaches are calling timeouts. You're going, let's go here. I mean, just that freaking Charger Raider week 17, week 18 game. I couldn't take it anymore. There is no perfect schedule, though, for what we do because when we worked evenings, you could sleep in, you could stay up until all hours of the night to watch sports, but then you were missing, you couldn't go to live sports during the week. Right. When we were doing evenings. And the old summer. You don't want to push it too far in the afternoon where one of our benefits now is when it's nice out, the whole day's in front of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hit the pool. Hit the beach. Do what you want to do. I think the best time slot we ever had for just lifestyle was when we did nine to noon yeah that was the win my favorite that was the ultimate win now we got pushed to mornings that was a promotion that was a <laughs> that was a big deal you're right it's funny though having to have the caveat we were promoted just so we know, yeah but I we mean, did prefer our own time slot well in terms of lifestyle yes you know you wake up at six so you wake up at seven a lot different than three thirty four. got all that, that right yeah and then you're done by noon yeah. Bingo, bango, you're out the door by one. You got the rest of your day ahead of you. Now, that being said, I did was still in a position at work where I had office hours till three. So I never really got the full experience of leaving at noon, but I still preferred those hours yeah. more. Yeah, yeah.
I mean, now so, I can take a kayak out by noon. It's great. <laughs> so, so that was the conversation today because of Stun Tour News. Yesterday's Stun Tour News is going to bother me for a long time. I could tell. It's really going to bother me. And I can't believe you were still thinking about it at dinner. Today's submission comes from our boss. Oh. I swear. And uh, maybe not appropriate for all listeners, we are in Shelbyville, Indiana. It's okay. back on the 10th of this month, 911 call for a serious accident involving a farm animal, which is not unusual in these parts. But this particular accident was unusual. First responders found 57-year-old Christopher Adams drunk, naked, and bloodied. There was an upset hen in his rear Bo Jackson. Your rectum? Uh, the poor paramedics tried to get the hen out on the scene but couldn't, so they took Adams and the bird to the hospital. It took seven hours for a doctor to remove the hen and repair Adams. Get him out. 780 stitches because Whoa. the hen had tore up his insides, including his intestines, trying to <laughs> escape. This is a first. I don't even want to comment on that. I don't even want to assess it, analyze it, joke about it. I have I nothing mean, to say to that. I mean, we got pig hearts and humans and hens up humans' tushes. Yeah. I mean, it's anarchy out there. Uh-oh. Burgeoning controversy. DA Show Quotes says we've been had that the Chicken Shelbyville story is a fake. Which would say it all about management if they fed us a fake news story. If it's that outrageous, maybe double check to see whether or not it's real or not. Again, I would think that Bogish would check to see that it's from a reasonable news source. But the chicken story's fake. Come on. Come on. We've got to be better than that. So... Yesterday, stunned to a news, Monday, stunned to a news, was a graphic story about a farmer who sat on his hen's head. The hen went to town inside the farmer's buttocks, so much so that he had to go to the hospital and get more than 700 stitches to stitch him up. The hen was removed from the buttocks. Luckily, the hen was okay. But it led to the question, what was the farmer doing with a hen's head up his buttocks? You could start wheels in motion. Your imagination goes wild, freaky stuff with a farmer and a hen. <laughs> this was given to Bogues by one of our bosses. Spike Eskin is our program director. He oversees everything here at Odyssey. Not him. He's actually smart. The person that gave Bogish. The story was one of our assistant program directors, Dave, who you heard us mention here on the past. Right. He's Pete's direct report. Right. I do want to protect Bogish here for a second. It was given to Bogish and me and Pete and off my planes, trains, and automobiles making a topic list to get back to work off Vegas. I saw the email that was sent to all three of us, and I sent a double reminder to Bogish that we already had a story because our boss had sent one. So it wasn't just on Bogus. This is on me as well. I want to take care of Bogus. Did you click on the story? I didn't because I also saw it came from a person who was supposed to be of importance in our company. So why would I think that I've been let on? If you would have clicked on the link, do you think you would have sniffed out the BS? 
I'd like to say I would, but I probably wouldn't because, again, when we did finally click on the link we got, at first glance, it was surrounded by headlines that were truthful that I knew were truthful. So I I would have probably made a comment like, this is the website he's reading, but I, I would have saw real stories and not thought about it. And also... You know, let's face it, we do Stundua News. How many years? This is the third year of Stundua News. We started that when we moved to 6 a.m.? Yes. So third year of Stundua News, we're still pretty stunned to a lot of news. So it's, <laughs> you know, what, what doesn't feel believable at this point? We've done it all. Well, today a guy paid $2 million for a comic book. Yesterday a guy had a chicken stuck up his rear end. So the one is very believable. All right. I mean, we just did two or three stun to a news, including a PGP on a man getting a pig heart. That was, <laughs> I mean, there are moments where I'm sorry, some of this stuff is believable. So the issue came that we did the whole bit, the whole segment. If you listen back, I was hesitant in even reacting to it, which surprised me. I waved it off. I'm like, I have no comment about this because it was graphic. And I didn't really want to keep, like, pulling at that ball of yarn. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's offensive. It's not family suitable. It's just all types of gross. And I'm like, I, I just, I didn't want to go there with this. Stun to news is usually happy-go-lucky. Everybody's in the car listening. Right. Unless Ha-ha. somebody dies. Even that's sometimes funny. <laughs> so you think, just to be clear, you would rather react to funny death than funny chicken up a rear. Funny death is oftentimes funnier than funny than weird sex. Weird sex stuff is weird sex stuff. That's that turns a lot of people off. Okay. Everybody can probably get a laugh out of a personal trainer that pounded too much caffeine powder because he had the wrong measurements. Now, admittedly, I was not in the right mindset on Monday. No sleep, jet lagged, everything. But when he was doing that story, I was just prepared to laugh into our normal stun news. I was shocked at your reaction. But now I guess that makes a lot of sense. I just feel like we've we've done gross stories before and we've had the reaction. This one was really gross. I mean, an animal up a rectum. And alive pecking away. And by the way, now that you really start to unravel the story. Exactly. And so we do this and I'm like, eh, I'm bowing out of this one. And... To be fair, my first inclination was not, this is a fake news story. This was just, this is a little too gross for me to ha-ha about. And I didn't want to keep doing this story. It was so gross already. And I was surprised in the middle of it that Bogish was doing the story. I'm like, this is pretty gross and lewd for Bogues. He knows what the line is, and this was over the line, I thought. I mean, he's, yeah. We're talking about stitches in rectums from hens pecking it up there. But I think he did it. The same way I sent it because yes. a boss had sent it. Yes. And so everybody's antenna was down. Everybody's radar was down to just do it. And I'm like, ah. And remember, Bogues often always sends the link to the story. He didn't do that that day. So I had not clicked on it before or else I would have kind of known how I wanted to react. Right. But he didn't send it. So I bowed out of it and then we kind of moved on. I think it was DA Show Quotes, the Twitter handle run by a fan who sent, hey, you guys have been had. This is a fake story. And then I started doing some Googling during the commercial break, and my heart sank. I'm like, we were totally had. So we talk about it the next hour on the show that that we were just hosed on this, and none of us saw it coming. But again, it goes back to one of our bosses sent it, so everybody's antenna was down that it could be a fake. Well, and, I, and just real quickly, and not only that, 
even if you don't love the story, and yes, I could have clicked on it more and done a little more research, you're also put in an awkward spot by an authority figure and a boss where he's aware of the segment, he's aware of the bit, but then if we don't use the story he sends, yeah. then it's almost like offensive to said boss that we don't think you're good enough at giving us content, when in reality, you're the one who's supposed to be judging our content. That's right. So it had all these weird things built into it, and I, I felt sick when I learned that we had done a fake story. I felt sick when we talked about it on the air that it was a fake story, that we had to talk about that. And at the end of the night, I'm on the couch with the Bourbon Bell, and we're actually watching Seinfeld reruns or Seinfeld on Netflix. And Boy, really, going back to the new stuff, huh? Hey, she loves Seinfeld. And so it, like, you can I'm never, so happy you can because never I love Seinfeld and have loved it for, I mean, years since it was on. So the fact that my wife loves watching a TV show from the 90s that I used to love watching, it, it's a huge win. Of all the shows, right, can't kill you for watching Seinfeld reruns. We all do. It's the biggest W, I think, right. that we have as a shared content. Like, she loves shows about, you know, other things that I, I just go. Selling houses or remodeling kitchens. Yeah, a million things. And right. I'm like, I, I can take or leave this. But if we're on the couch watching Seinfeld together, I love it. And she pauses and she goes, hey, we, we got to talk about Stun to a News today. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh. And I recycled all of the guilt that I had. And, you know, she goes, don't be so hard on yourself. She goes, you knew that it was fake. You wish you didn't, you were gullible. But she's like, everybody understands that because we've all been had for, for fake stories. And the reason that I felt so bad was twofold, threefold. Number one. I hate that I can't trust a superior here to have better discernment or decision-making than me. I need to know that my boss has a better safety net than I do so that I feel safe. And the fact that he was so bad at this, I feel so bad, like Chep, the fact that he would shovel crap to us and act like it was real makes my heart sink like oh okay now we're out here in a life raft on the open seas and there ain't nobody protecting us now thankfully he's not a real boss he's just one of the bosses and the real boss right. would have a bs meter that would pick that thing out but that that sucked to have you know honestly I mean, no offense but if you send it to me i'm like hey Mirage, you gotta sniff this out like this is fake to have a boss send it to but us in many, like, come on in many ways there's a check and balance yes there. Yes. Like what you were viewing him as, um, I mean, for nine years, I viewed you as. You're kind of that check. you got to have checks and exactly. balances. And yes. And let's face it, you've probably protected me from myself more <laughs> times than not. So that part was like, come on. The second part is, I hate misleading the listeners. They get sucked into a story. They think it's real. They could have clicked off the, 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 the show at the commercial break. And never known that it was fake. True. And I'm like, oh, I hate misleading the listeners. Like, we were into it. That's why I never do April Fool's. I think it's so stupid. We never do April Fool's. I think it's the dumbest thing to mislead your audience and fake out people. I think it's just so stupid. Especially when you're a trusted person. Like, people come to our show for authentic information. Right. They don't come to our show because they think we're going to joke around and, like, fake them out. So that sucked for me. And then the third part was that it was like a weird, gross sex story. It was like we did all of that, and it was lewd. 
It wasn't like a, a, yeah. a horse got loose and ran through, you know, downtown Topeka. And, I think we've done. And, and, and dragged a stoplight with it. And, uh, you know, right. it was like, ugh, we got hens up butts. Yeah. <laughs> that's a drop. Here we get, we'll pull it. Maybe a rejoiner as well. I, I think that's that's all fair. See, I, but again, I don't think this is a matter of, of caring any less. I think my takeaway and why I didn't get upset, number one, I was thankful that it wasn't me. It was it was somebody else. It's a big win for you. And I think that anytime there's a mistake made that's not by me, I think automatically I view it as a win, not a loss. <laughs> number two, you know, I, I think that if this had happened multiple times and we got caught a couple times and now it was our boss getting caught, it would be like, this really stinks. We are doing a segment called Stun Doing News with a crazy news story every day. Every single show, even when you're out, we do it for three straight years. Even whoever's filling in does it. It is a staple on the show. The fact that we got the three years before we got had on a fake and on the internet where fake two stuff. Two years, two months. Okay. Two years, two months. Fake stories exist on the internet every day. And the fact that we've had this much wild content and this is the first time we were ever had made me kind of look and say, I guess because it's the segment we do, in many ways, I'm shocked this hasn't happened before. Okay, so you think our hit rate is high enough to where we can take a loss. And our show is so ridiculous at times that I think the idea of a boss, now internally as much of a disaster as that may be, I'm talking about strictly to the audience, because you address this on the air immediately the segment after. The idea that one of our bosses fed us a story that was fake and we got to rip on that and it comes off stun to a news I think if anything only added to the audience and the ridiculousness that is our show that I don't think any of them could have possibly been offended or think any less of our show that we were had by a boss if anything they're laughing with us at how ridiculous this is I hope you're right I, I think part of this is also I hold us to a different standard of media literacy there's so many fake news stories out there and there's so much rumor mongering and stuff. And I try very hard that the stories that we talk about on the show are ones that are rooted in fact. Now, of course, there's speculation and conjecture, but we try to avoid, at least I try to avoid, you know, those kind of sloppy blogs that just throw stuff out there. Right. And then I don't like doing that because I think the audience comes to us assuming what we're talking about is real, whether our opinions are out there or not. Well, the, the content is real, and I like being the one to say, hey, this is real, this is not. This is sure. what's worthy of talking about. And I just feel bad that an audience got sucked into us being hosed and were dragged along with us, you know, as we no, spun I... off on a dopey, made-up, fake story. I do agree with that, and I think, unfortunately, and this probably comes on me, Bogues, or whoever, we just got to make sure it doesn't happen again soon. Well, it'll never happen. Again. Yeah, never happen again. It'll never. Now our antenna are up forever. And by the way, on that note, when you think about our audience and delivering to them, the vast majority over the last 18 months of Sunday News Stories have come from our audience. Listeners have, yes, submitted. So them. the fact that our listeners are more reliable That's on right. content That's right. than a boss <laughs> That's right. is both alarming and hysterical That's at right. the same time. It shows you why Bilotti's lost all his, his hair. It's why he couldn't sleep the other night. Right. But the question is, does Bilotti want that pressure ultimately, <laughs> even as a millionaire, to bring it full circle? I don't think he wants that smoke. Well, what Pete's staring down the barrel of is Death by Salsa Part 3, which is the end hot sauce. 
According to projections and point scoring, it appears he cannot catch any of us. He's in last place heading into the Elite Eight of the NIT. We're not completely certain of that because we just don't quite know how the scoring uh, has... I have a brief follow-up. I spoke to Kaplan after the show. Okay. He went back through the scoring that was set up through the company that was hired by our digital company <laughs> that Kaplan had to explain what we were doing because they were confused why it wasn't a regular NCAA tournament bracket. <laughs> And he said, in the end, he believes that they did add an extra round of scoring, which ultimately all that would happen is when we get to 16 points for picking an NIT champion, that NIT champion sits there and plays nobody, and then when it doesn't win again, you get another 32 points. So they added an extra round for no reason. (laughs) So we just have to make sure we declare the loser of this as soon as the championship game. Ultimately, it won't matter anyway, but if you guess the champion, you're going to get 16 points and a week later get another 32 points when it's already been over for a week okay. because it's playing by in the next round. But imagine that 32 surges Pete to a win. No, he can't. Because... Right, he can't. Well, the point is, no matter what, that winner that would get you the final 16 would also get you 32. So it's like getting whatever. And, and Kaplan threw his hands up and goes, I've had it with this thing. We got it done. Pete's done. It's over. I, I don't even think... Cap wants to keep scoring a winner. I think he just wants it over. Cap, when Senor Pantleg said, hey, I, I entered this, and where's my updated point total? The, the problem is we don't even have a full leaderboard. We only have the top 10 of the show, well, the top four of the show, and the top 10 listeners. We have no idea how many people entered it. No, we have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't None. tell you. No. This is, it's just been such a budget bootleg production, but it's kind of perfect. But it looks like Pete's going to have to eat the hot salsa. By the way, in the end, we pulled it off. We did an NIT bracket yeah. to get a loser to pay off a bet. So no matter how we got there, no matter how fugazi the point scoring was, no matter how, if we don't know if any of you entered besides <laughs> us four, ultimately, the point B we needed to get to from point A, we got there. So, I mean, that's it. And the bet's going to get paid off. And it's the perfect bracket to do this. Right. It's such an afterthought tournament. I kind of don't even care about the games. I, the only thing I no, I don't care about the games. The only thing I care about is that I don't lose. You don't know anything that happens. Guys get fired after winning in NIT games. Right, it's perfect. Actually, my only regret is that when I went to Vegas, I wasn't betting the NIT because they have three Final Four teams left. Would have saved me a lot of cash if I took the NCAA tournament off the board. So I love it, and we should keep doing it. But it's got to be formatted better than this. But we'll we'll iron out the details. So anyway, Pete's going to have to eat the end hot sauce with Dipsy Doodles. In previous years, people that didn't have to taste the death by salsa have tasted it. I had to do it both years, and you were exactly right last week. The reason why death by salsa had two victims, one was the loser, one was chosen by the winner. So there were two losers every year. Year number one, I lost, and you won. You then chose he who shall not be named to also eat death by salsa. And he will not be named. He will not. Year two, Bogues lost, and you won again and chose me to eat death by salsa. NCAA women's bracket champ. And by the way, I might win this thing again. This is outrageous. I am the best at the other brackets. You have 22. I have 20. Bogue says 17. Pete has 15. And I have three Final Four teams. 
still alive for the fake Final Four. <laughs> fake Final Four. Last year, well, the last time we did this was 2019. That was Death by Salsa on Peeps wearing the Easter Bunny outfit. The year before was just Death by Salsa. And did we put that on chips? Yeah, we just dipped chips in, and then you had to come with your own army of how to cool down. Yes. Some brought ice cream, some brought milk or whatever. He who shall not be named brought vanilla ice cream. I think I brought milk. Right. And he else should not be named, we should also remember, had met tickets that night and missed three innings in the bathroom. Just saying. That's right. It does. Now, might have missed three innings in the bathroom regardless of the hot <laughs> salsa. We'll never know the answer to that, but I got to keep the facts. This year, if we don't lose, will we taste the end hot sauce? It depends how I'm feeling that day. It, it, if I feel like I felt the last two days where I'm still very jet-lagged and I really don't want to deal with another ailment, probably not. If I'm feeling 100%, I might, you know, like somebody tastes a little Coca-Cina on their tongue. I might put a little on my tongue. Coca-Cina? Yeah, you know how they do in the movies? They taste the cocaine or whatever when you watch one of these, you know, drug shows or whatever. Maybe I'll do one of those. Maybe, you know, not a full dipsy doodle. Maybe you know, just a little, how hot is this? Yes. I want someone a pinky so I can taste it. Yeah. I want to see what this power is like. Right. But I do not want a full dipsy doodle no. doused in it. No. And again, you know, does the corn chip enhance the flavor? Does the, the end get stuck in the waves of a dipsy doodle? There's a lot of dynamics at play. If Virginia, if St. Bonnie's loses tonight, right? I believe St. Bonaventure plays Virginia. Yeah, if St. Bonaventure loses tonight, it's officially over. Pete can't win anything. No, it's over already based on the scoring. I'm still dubious on that. I mean, unless because I only have I only have two teams left, and neither one are champions. The scoring says it's four points. This is the only team Pete has left, and he has them losing he, Virginia. He has Virginia left, and he has Virginia losing after the Elite Eight, I guess this is right yes, now. Yes, this is the Elite Eight. So this means this is the last opportunity for Pete to get any points. He has four. If you play any of these pools, the way it works, he has four possible points to gain left. Right. You are five points up on him no matter what. In other words, he's got 15 right now. If Virginia wins, he gets 19. And that's his max out. I'm already at 20. Right. He can max out at 19 points in this pool. Because he's got Virginia then losing again. We have, since the show has ended on Tuesday, double-checked the scoring. Again, that 32 is going to be a fake 32. Pete could never get to that anyway because he had Virginia. He doesn't doesn't have Virginia as a national champ. National champ. He doesn't have Virginia as the champ. So this is it. This is the last four points he can get, and you're already at 20. Unless somehow this company goes and changes the scoring overnight, <laughs> which I guess is possible. Anything's possible. This is it. But he he maxes out at 19, and we're already above that. And he was done in because he took Iona to win the whole thing, and they were one and done. Well, and that you don't have to necessarily pick the champion. If none of us get the champion right, he was done in because he picked, of his final four teams, three of them were out in the first round. <laughs> I mean, that's why he was done in. <laughs> You gotta have some kind of mover movability, even if you can't ultimately get the champ right. <laughs> Three of his final four were out in the first that was round. The way, and again, unless I was reading the schedule wrong, that was the way I looked at everything. Yeah, he had SMU got knocked out right away. Yeah, no, they won the first round. Okay, game, so though, the second I had him too. He had Oregon, who was one and done, I believe. Yeah, so two of them were knocked out right and away. Iona was one and done. And yeah, and then SMU got knocked out in the second round. So that was it. You got, I mean, again, champion out, fine. Got to get some teams to the Final Four there. He had no no room for points. 
So Pete's going to have to eat death by salsa. I don't know. He was the tough guy about eating it, too, anyway. Bring it on. Bu- bu- bu. You know, Mr. I don't care. Who cares about everything? Suddenly doesn't care about eating hot sauce. No, he so says, I hope his tongue burns the heck off. He says he's born for this. He says he spice doesn't affect him. And he'll be the first one complaining and calling out sick the next day. Talking about how much it burned him. But he'll be Mr. Macho Man. I'm, I'm, I love that this day is coming. I love it. <laughs> It was all fun and games when my moves were flapping over New York City multiple times, by the way. Wow. You think Pete's going to call out the next day? You can't call That's out. That's my prediction. You can't. That's my prediction. Pete will not come to work the next day and complain that he doesn't want to participate in hot food challenges anymore. And I'm going to remind him, you were Mr. Macho. No, he can't. He says bring it on. He cannot. I know what he says. I'm just giving you my prediction. Pete out sick the next day. My prediction. It's on the record. It's on the tape. You know what? I'm not even going to tell Pete that's my prediction. Yeah. Let's let this sit here and let's see what happens. And then we will have this recording and tape to play back for Pete when he returns. Because he ain't listening to the PGP. No. No. No shot. (laughs) I have to remind him when we pull stuff from the PGP that this existed. Well, if that happens, you've got to pull him declaring on the air, bring it on. Oh, he wants to put together 15-minute Year of the Buffoons and whittle it down? We'll have Year of the Frauds, no doubt about it. <laughs> of a nice little piece put together, production was. Year of the Buffoon, Year of the Vavoom. Oh, I like Year of the Vavoom. Give it right back to Pete. <laughs> Stick it right back to him. Let's go. Okay, well. Let's see if it's over. But we know that Cap needs this thing over because this is the most headache he's ever had. Yeah, he deserves a vacation. April April showers. Give him he a vacation. doesn't take much vacation. Cap works all of the time. Yeah, well, a lot of that is because there's nobody to fill in for Cap. I know. So, I mean, we've actually gotten to the point where he's off. There's just no stream. <laughs> so, this is a lot about the department. But, I, you know, he deserves some days off. Can we get a fill-in guy for Cap? Well, I even told him. I, and I appreciate it. Those days you went to Florida, me and Bogus could do a radio only just to give Cap some days off. You know, he could follow your lead. We don't have to be on a stream. I appreciate it. And I love that we are, but we don't have to be on Twitch. And all. But he's, you know, he's a workaholic. But I don't even think he is a workaholic. I, I don't even think he wants to do it. He just does it. <laughs> wow. Is it possible? I'm just going to throw this out as the last thought of the side A. The Cap is pulling a Pete. He doesn't want to train anybody under him to make him indispensable. No. I think that... (laughs) He's got no resources to do so. Yeah, I think he wants to train people under him. I think we've had several people back in the day train under him, and you stamped them all failures, and I think he's given up on training people under him. And they were. Oh, I'm not denying that. No, no, no. Rubinoff was good, but he doesn't work here anymore. You can't get me Rubinoff anymore. You're right. There was a Rubinoff. You're right. But it's a very... It is a very difficult job to do, clearly. And I think Cap, rather than waste his time training somebody that fails in the first week and he has to hear about it when he comes back, would rather just work 365 days a year. I think they're also not giving him anybody to to train. Well, he had somebody two weeks ago training. I don't know where they went. Oh, really? They lasted one day. The guy uh, went to the urinal next to me. said, hello, you do a good job. I'm training with Cap. I haven't seen him since. (laughs) So I don't know. One and done. Wow, Kentucky around here. Let's a lot see. of one and dones. Let's see. Maybe it was a shadowing. Maybe there's maybe there's something to come. I don't know. Okay. Well, we got to get Cap a backup. Yeah, a platoon, something. Give him so, some days. Something. Soak up some innings. That's it.
That's it. There's enough room in the salary cap. Maybe if there's not, but I don't know. There's a bunch of Summer Fridays coming up. Somebody should be able to fill in to do Summer Fridays for you guys on the stream so that cap can be off on those Fridays. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'm and i saying this firmly. I love our Twitch audience. If we're not on a couple of these Fridays, Cap's got to get some days. He just has to, or he's going to be burnt out. Yeah, we can't burn him out. No, it is what it is. He's already get, getting... You know what? We'll tell Pete to do more work. He can run the stream and the board at the same time. I'm sure that'll go over well. Ah, oh, come on. Right. I, I'm not moving cameras, too. Okay. Here comes Bogues on side B. Mraz, the host of side. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'd be and how are you? Andrew the bogeyman bogish with his fresh cup of coffee standing by here with us. Bogey, hello, how are you? Uh, I'm well, Sean. Good morning to you and yours. Thanks uh, for having me, as always. You as well. Real briefly, we're doing a rare pre-show taping of a post-show. This is pre-Wednesday, post-Tuesday. Mm. I see you with a cup of coffee, very generic. Is this something you get from a cart outside? A little dangerous early in the morning? Uh, there's no danger. And yeah, there's a cart on the corner that... Um... I was actually impressed by the guy remembered my order Wow! after 18 Wowie. months of working from home. When I came back to the office in the fall, oh my goodness, how are you? Have you been? Everything okay? I've been good. Milk and two sugars, right? Yeah, you got it, man. And after my... 18 months? After 18 months. How See, about that? I don't know if that's an awesome thing that he remembered you or a bad thing that that's how dire for business he was that he could remember people from 18 months ago in their orders. No, no. His, that's his job. That's that's your skill set. Whether you're like a waiter or a waitress or a job like this, you got and you've got regulars, you've got to remember when people want. So when they show up, he just starts making it. So are you an everyday coffee guy that he would remember that? Absolutely. So every day you would get the same cup of coffee and then you didn't see somebody for 18 months I and would then you remembered. I say 95% of days, yes, I stop at that card on the way in. Wowie. And now I'm back to saying wowie yeah. after DA Holy mentioned mackerel. It. Holy smokes. Okay. Speaking of part of your job, doing your job. Big topic on Tuesday's show. The pronunciation of words and what words you should be able to pronounce when working certain jobs like we do where we talk into a microphone, talk into a microphone, and talk sports. 
I made a very big deal that I think you should be able to say all 32 NFL teams. You know, you want to screw up the Orlando Magic name. You don't know. I'd I'd say you should say Magic. Right. You don't know how to say Vancouver Canucks maybe fine. You know what? I'd really argue that there isn't a name that you shouldn't know how to pronounce. Now, you might not know the name to begin with. Maybe you're confused with the Vancouver Whitecaps play in MLS. You're but, talking about team names. But team names, you should be able to say all of them. I can't think Professional of a... Professional-wise. Can you think of a tricky one? No, and I think that, that kind of is the problem. But I, I guess I'm trying... This is weird. I was trying to give Zach Gelb as much leeway as possible by making this exclusively about the NFL because the NFL is... Whether you hate that we talk about it all year long or not, it is the most popular driving force. And mm-hmm. the fact that he calls the Titans, the Titans, right, has bothered me to no end. And we played that in soundcheck, obviously. If you rather have Carson Wentz than Deshaun Watson, you must watch football with the blindfold over your eyes. Are you kidding me? Carson Wentz got benched in Philadelphia because he stunk. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He couldn't beat the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars with his season on life support. He threw two awful interceptions against the Tennessee Titans. First of all, you have made the won't won't thing. I guess. A thing that you can't really say right and people say you don't say it right. Where do you fall as a broadcaster not being able to say Titans? Well, again, like I said on the air Tuesday, this is not from ignorance. This is not him not knowing what they're called. There's something, I think, physical here where that sound just comes out of his mouth as a D, not a T. I think he's aware of it. He's not doing it because he thinks they're the T-I-D-A-N-S is. Well, he definitely doesn't think that. Right. But so, is, that a, is that an accent thing? No, is that not. Is that what you would call speech impediment? Um, It's not an accent. I don't know that it says, like... um upper level as a speech impediment like it's that diagnosable but like right clearly he speaks well for a living right right. but like there are words that i don't say well i wound and wounds i guess is one of them i said on the air that i've struggled like doing offensive coordinator sometimes coordinator comes out of my mouth weird and so like we're like adding or is he rushing the word no, I, I maybe I'm I'm shocked by now. We have not had one person tweet at us or call it and say and give this a name because we mentioned Mike Biseglia, who we all love around here, used to work here in the mornings, who had this far more pronounced where it was Titans, it was Peyton Manning, it was we worked in Manhattan. Like it's a it's a thing that I probably is fixable, but. It's not from Zach not knowing who Tennessee is. Right. So we had some fun with it. And I, I, I say this jokingly, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm serious. I think you should work on that. I really do actually believe that. As, fun, as much fun as we had with it, and clearly there are plenty of words, as we've pointed out in the other buffoon, that I can't get right. Right. But I do think that getting an NFL franchise's team name right in sports radio is probably more important than ostrich eyes. I, I, I believe well, that. In our line of work. It may not be more important in the realm of life. I think where you might lose that comparison is that you were really wrong about ostracized. Like, and that was just goofiness. Well, if you're telling me I'm more wrong on words than Zach is, you're not going to get pushback from me. Okay, good. No, I'm not not fighting that. I'm just talking about this is an NFL franchise that you, you know you can't say right, but yet aren't working to say right. Now. I bring this all up because you just listened to side A of the PGP, and that followed immediately after Tuesday's show. 
we are back taping this 19 hours or so after side A. And with that, Zach Gelb has had a chance to respond, (laughs) retaliate. And Zach Gelb's big payback for me bashing him for that was to take a locker that had my name on it and put a bunch of pictures of I don't even know, like, what the point of was the pit. Like, one is Bobby Valentine, who obviously clearly got me fired. One right. is Zach Gelb giving me some kind of Noogies. noogie. Right. The I other, saw Matt Rule on there. Yeah, Matt Rule, who I don't even hate. It just makes me laugh that, that he loves him. And then there's, like, DA in a Heat jersey uh, photoshopped. So, is it fair for me to ask this, Bogish? Hmm. And, and a little backstory to this. I have not opened that locker since before the pandemic. Because we had worked from home so, for so long, came back, and I re- frankly, I'll be totally honest, this is not me trying to poo-poo Zach anymore. I forgot I had a locker. Mm. I just forgot I had a locker. So I got try- my locker is jam-packed with supplies. Right. I could live here th- out of my locker. I probably should use it more, yeah. and I probably should figure out the combo. I got so, deodorant in there, a brush, I got I remember cough I, drops. I bet you I have mouthwash in there, because I do remember I used to keep mouthwash in I there. got gum, rice cakes, I bought some honey the other day. I'm all stocked up, ready to go. We had another pandemic, I'm just staying here. All right, so that's a good thought. Maybe I need to do that. Well, I'm. is this a case of Zach rushing payback, kind of the way he rushes saying Titans? Because <laughs> what exactly is the bit there? Yeah, I don't know. This is um, this actually is worse than Titans in my scorecard. I, this is a terrible retaliation, and I don't know what the actual what a better one would be. But this is not the answer. This is uh, this would be a bad seventeen year old Zach versus seventeen year old Sean response, like yeah. wallpapering your locker in high school. Come on! Now. And they and they tweeted this out, and there's audio there at CBS Sports Radio on Twitter. And I watched it last night, and again, my first reaction was like, oh, wow, I forgot about my locker. And then I then I saw the setup of pictures, and there were pictures, I guess, beforehand of Jack Stern and then Brian McKean. And I don't know if that was part of the bit, too, or if somebody had already put those on my locker and he took them off. Well, as a locker user, and I'm like one over and up from you, there's I've never noticed anything on that locker So before. I'm assuming he did the before pictures, then redecorated the after. He went with this elaborate bit. And I think it just, it was a letdown. And I think now maybe I'm... I have hand in the relationship with Zach Gelb, if that's the payback he has. And by the way, I didn't expect payback. Maybe I expected him on the air just to talk about, like, Mraz got me, you know. but look at shame Mraz right. again. Yeah. Listen to all the words he can't say wrong. But to do a locker prank where you're putting pictures... I feel like it's a it's a lame thing. It's a bad it's a bad response. They should have he and Hickey and whoever else need to go back to the drawing board and keep thinking and workshopping this bad boy. This was not the response. The response was you just mentioned it. Come on the air. Put some music underneath yeah. you, stumbling through amicably and ostracize. Have fun with that that way. Yeah, let the audience hear it. I don't understand this one at all. This makes no sense. I've only, I didn't see, I haven't heard them on the show. I've only seen the reality of the pictures, and they missed. Well, he mentioned it very briefly on the show. By the time you're listening to this, you've already heard it in sound check. So anyway, Mraz took a great offense in me not being able to say Titans. Correctly. Did I say that right? Ryan? That time, yes. Okay. So he's upset that I said Titans. So I would say I'm going to make a conscientious effort to get that right, but it's probably not going to happen when I get worked up and when my blood starts to boil because an idiot caller starts to say, oh, Carson Woods is better than Deshaun Watson, and I'm just going, I'm not going to be able to realize in the moment, oh, I got to make sure to really 
say Tennessee Titans correctly. I'm just going to be like, oh, the Tennessee Titans. He threw that interception against them. That's just the way that it's going to go. I'm playing a little prank on Mraz around the office. And that will be up on our social media page at CBS Sports Radio eh, within 20, 25 minutes. Let's just say Mraz's locker is decorated for once in his life. And I straightened up his locker. And I purposely put a D in there and not a T. So there we go. We're having a little fun. He was very pumped up, I guess, about the prank. Thought that, you know, basically he was going to flex on it. And it was a major letdown. And the big takeaway, by the way, I didn't, I eliminated this portion of sound check because Pete the Body Bilotti is not here. Mm -hmm. In a clip on the Zach Gelb show leading into his prank, he did mention that he thought Pete the Body Bilotti getting more airtime, extremely funny and deserves more airtime. Now, the reason I bring this up is this a little ass kiss rooney because Pete Bellotti's swinging a, a ball stick around here. No, I, I think that's just an honest observation that many people around here have had in the past. And unfortunately for Pete, that opinion is not shared by the people who determine whether Pete can turn on his microphone. Um, there was Back in the day, like eight morning shows ago with John Feinstein, we had Pete deliver a fact of the day that Pete would research and then present on the air. And presenting it as Pete, it never came out clearly. He has his emotions were behind it. It was good radio for, it was a 90-second, two-minute part bit. of the bit with Pete, right. Exactly. And everyone thought it was great except our old boss, Mark Chernoff, and he said no more. No more. And that no was mas. it. No more Pete. No more Pete. No more Pete. Well, Bosses Pete... don't like engineers talking on the microphone, it seems like. Well, Pete might be coming to a little bit of his own here. and Maybe it's a Trash Tuesday thing. I think that Pete's the next on BetQL, the complete opposite of you and DA, what you sh- why you shouldn't bet on things. Maybe that's true. Pete also would have to do more than 50-cent parlays to figure it out. By the way... Real brief before we uh, wrap this up here, Pete did give me a full dollar to go to Las Vegas with to place two fifty cent parlays on the tournament. And the reason I bring this up because Pete had that trash a couple weeks ago about this. The problem, the minimum parlay you could place <laughs> at all the Las Vegas books is two dollars. So Pete wanting to place his fifty cent bets like he does his phone, you can't even do that. In Las Vegas. So I had to actually lay out a buck or two bucks and get Pete two two dollar parlays. Pete and I should do our own gambling or maybe at least a segment, if not a show, where I worry about losing money and Pete only bets fifty cents. Yeah. And we accomplish absolutely nothing. So word to the wise, if you want to follow Pete's lead and place those bets, don't go to Las Vegas Vegas expect minimum. Two dollars. And there was a guy standing online behind me as I went to place him, you know, because you're going to do you know, ten teams or whatever. Yeah. And it's the night before the, the tournament tournament on Thursday. So Wednesday night I got there. Let's say it's like 2 in the morning. And the guy just starts, come on, man, really? I'm picking 10 teams. He sees the amount I'm trying to put in. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. Not for me. And, and I kept telling him, it's a guy for work. you know. And that, It's a bit. Oh, so Pete, <laughs> the, 50 Cent, Pete, the, maybe a bad nickname because it doesn't even matter. All right. As my voice continues to be very raspy, I try to make a big comeback here. You should have some coffee in the morning. It's uh, yeah, those pipes. I, I need to get a lot of a lot of rest here this weekend. All right, you can follow Andrew Bogish at at Pete the Body, and you can follow me at DA on CBS. Have a great week, everyone.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.